everybody, this is MG, and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week, and we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, this Friday, we're going to resume our regular Zoom meeting for women only for SLAA. It's at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and the meeting ID is 413-305-548, and the password is 011478. Please join us this Friday evening at 6 o'clock p.m. for an hour-long SLAA meeting for women only. See you there. Hey, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome, and we are Sober Sisters Talking. We're we're sober sisters, and we're talking. We're just going to talk. We're just sober, and we're just going to talk. We have no... Yeah, MJ and I, we were talking about... This is this process that we we use to... um, develop the topic of each podcast is very intricate and and (laughs) we slave over research (laughs) it's very planned there's research we're both laughing we're being facetious we're We're not not. it's not we talk for a few minutes and go like so how are you and i go oh my god help me and or she does that with me and then we go okay let's talk about that So, today we're going to talk about the inner child. You know, I will tell you, when I, I don't know how far along I was in recovery, but um, I remember there was this slew of women, and you may remember them. Um, So, like Melanie, remember Redhead Melanie? Yeah, yeah. That moved to Michigan. Yeah. Um, Tanya. um, Donna. And then there was all these other women, and they were all seeing this, um, this one therapist, And I was like, who is this therapist? And they were all talking about the inner child. And I would just like roll my eyes. But then I noticed all of these women started having these like incredible recovery. And I loved what I was seeing. I was like, all right, give me the name of the phone number of this therapist. I'm going to go and see her. Were you going to say fucking therapist? I think you were going to say, give me the name of that while I roll my eyes so I went to see her and I'll tell you this here I'll tell you really quick so I go the first time to see Iris and I'm sitting in her um first I couldn't find the thing because it's in it was in Chelsea Market and I don't know if you know (coughs) Chelsea Market like there's the front and there's that um steakhouse and all that stuff in the front well if you go to the back and then not only is there a back but you have to go upstairs and then there's a hallway. Uh, who knew that was there, all right? So I go all the way back there, go back in the back, I find this hallway, secret hallway, 
and go upstairs and I find the number to her um, suite number and I go inside there and I'm like, you know, and I'm really skeptic and I'm scared. Um, oh, and Tanya told me, she goes, Ooh, she's going to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> like hug and stuff or like, I didn't know. Okay. I was just like, so I get there, I find, I go inside and I sit down, there's nobody in there, but I can sense that there's a door and I can sense that there's somebody beyond that door. Okay. And then I start hearing little noises and then I start hearing this. No, no, Iris, no. Oh no. (laughs) Iris, no, that hurts. Oh no. sobbing oh my god i was like clutching this couch that i'm sitting in like i need to leave you know i should just go i need to go uh and it went on for like a few minutes and then they come out and they're all like hi you know (laughs) what's going on in there and i walk in there and i'm wearing like i don't know heels and a skirt and stuff i was at work and the whole floor is covered with gym mats. You know those gym yeah, mats? Yeah. They're like this big and they fold, like trifold. Yeah. The whole floor is covered with them. And over in the corner is this like um, Everlast, like big, big, you know. Oh, a punching bag. Oh. But, but a big one. Those big, long ones. The heavy bag. Wow. And there's dolls and pillows and... She goes over and I sit on the couch and I'm like, oh my God, what am I? And I must've just looked a fright, you know? She gets like eight pillows, big square pillows, puts them in front of me, straddles them and says, okay. And does an intake with me. And um, we talk a little bit, she does a little bit of therapy and I leave and I go back and all of her work, like I would go and I'd start talking to her and say, you know what he did this time? And she'd go, you know what? let's go there and I'd close my eyes and we would do our work and all of it was inner child all of it was healing the inner child inside of me wow and um I was saved me she scared me and then she loved me to recovery and I lost her. It's been 10 years. It was 10 years on my birthday. She died. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like it was okay because Iris came on this earth to heal me. Yeah. I don't care what she did with anybody else, but Iris came here to save me. And she did. Well, I have to, I have to say, Elizabeth, that she didn't save you. You saved you. But she showed you how. She showed me how. And she held my hand. Yes. And I will say that, you know, (laughs) I was the biggest skeptic. I was like, oh, what is this inner child? Yeah. But last night I was um, dealing with someone who's new new in withdrawal. And she was like, and I said, so how old do you feel right now? Mm-hmm. Because this doesn't sound like the adult you. It sounds right. like your inner child. Yeah. Twelve. So what does the twelve-year-old little girl need? Well, he did this, and she wants to blah, 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 you know. And I was like, okay. Granted, 
And I think so for me, I can see it when it comes out in other people. You know, I can see it when it, um, I can see it in anger. I can see it in frustration. I can see it in fear. And um, I feel so grateful and fortunate to know, you know, ooh, that's your inner child. Or, and I can even know, I can even see it in myself when I'm having a, res- a response to something. I'm like, whoa, that is like, that is not true. You know, like I, my cognitive mind will say, that is not true when I start having like maybe a doom and gloom thought or whatever. And I can recognize that there is a piece of me that's having a response to it that's not my functional adult. Yeah. Wow, Elizabeth. Well, I'm so glad that you got to work do the work with Iris, and I'm just so grateful that she was on the planet and that she helped so many people. I know she did. She was truly a spectacular woman. And my therapist, Patrick Vachon, also passed away 10 years ago. You know, someone said that both of them, Patrick and Iris, were called away because they needed to do some work in the other realms. I don't know. But... um you know, Patrick was all so big into the inner child work and, and he did the Mankind Project and he encouraged me to go to the Women Within. And the Women Within work is all about that as well and about like uh, our bonds with our parents and like our, you know, um, mothers, fathers or, you know, whoever parented you. And, uh, and, and it was also pivotal. And we did EMDR because I was going through like... Um, she did too. Yeah. Did she? Did she? Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, this work, the inner child work is not recovery per se. I mean, there's nothing in the big book where it talks about like, you know, giving voice to your inner child. Well, it's not that it's not recovery. It's not 12 step. It's not 12 step. That's right. Thank yeah. you for that correction. And, uh, but I believe it's a fundamental in recovery in that this theory of inner child work is that there is a, a wounding when we were being raised that really wasn't addressed. And the, and the wounding, I believe, comes from the fact that we got messages and programming from our family of origin that were very dysfunctional and that we were taught coping mechanisms that really weren't sustainable. And I think how that translates for me in terms of acting out was I had a father who was very shut down emotionally. My mother and father had separate bedrooms. And I found out that this happened because my mother manipulated him into having sex with her so that she could get pregnant. She wanted another baby and he didn't want any more kids. She manipulated him into having sex with her. She got pregnant and as a result of my conception in the world he moved out my parents went into different bedrooms wow so i get that message from an early age number one like i've got this magical power to like disrupt marriages and that you know i ended my mother's sex life and so there was a lot of guilt and a lot of shame around, you know, my existence that I caused this some kind of way. And I didn't cause it. I mean, it was fucked up, but I didn't cause it. But like all these messages about relationships and what relationships are supposed to look like and how to be in relationship. You know, my mother and father, 
the only the closest they I ever saw him get together was like at the end of a dinner table, him at one end, her at the other, and there was never any affection, and so, you know, I was attracted to these unavailable men, who I really you know didn't have relationships with, you know, they were all on the DL or you know, on the down low. I'll have to quantify that abbreviation. And so when we go back to that inner child work, I feel like I was able to go back and observe what was happening from my functional adult and see the messages that that little girl got. And I get to reparent her. And I get to say the things to her that she needs to hear. So inner child work is really about reparenting ourselves. And so it's about like disrupting those messages and the programming we got as kids and being able to choose a different way. So I remember going to a, um, a workshop at um, the council and Kara Weed was leading it. And this was early on and she's like doing this whole thing on the dance of the love addict and the love avoidant. And she's doing all this, drawing these pictures and, diagrams and talking about how this is what the love addict does and the avoidant does this and I'm like sitting there okay you're telling my story do we have any questions and I was like yes what do you do <laughs> okay how do you fix it let's yeah yeah what's the, the solution problem. yeah what's I got the solution? it yeah. I, I am the owner of that problem <laughs> how do I fix it she goes oh you reparent yourself and I'm like okay where's that book you know (laughs) where's the steps and that's the thing is is like it this is the the quintessential task in front of us working the steps is you know we i can't i have to stop trying to manipulate people that I want to be in relationship with me to do what I want them to do. And it comes out covertly and we're like, well, maybe if I do this, maybe, maybe if I, maybe if I, you know, if I email him this, maybe if I say it like this, maybe if I say nothing, maybe if I let him walk all over me, maybe if I, maybe if I do this, maybe if I do that, maybe if I bring in this other person and then triangulate it, maybe if I do that, maybe, you know, I call that scheming. That is scheming. Mm-hmm. And you're scheming to get somebody to do what you want them to do. It's a manipulation. It definitely is a manipulation. But the thing is, is it doesn't feel like it when you're doing it. No, no, it's really a desperate attempt to try to become happy, try to be happy, I think. Yes. But I will tell you, it is the little, it is the inner child doing that. Okay. So, um, yeah. I wanted to talk about, um, because when you're in it, like I, I had somebody call me last night and she was like, I'm crazy, you know, this is out of control. And um, the thing is, is if you are having a response, okay, say like you're, and in this particular situation, you know, my Swansea was breaking up with someone. Common occurrence in, our 12-step programs and um so they had broken up the guy had told her i'm unavailable in so many words and she's like okay but she started getting really frantic and 
frenetic and desperate yeah and um feeling very you know just like i need to do something to make this stop to get him to realize to get him fill in the blank it doesn't matter yeah to get him to love me to get him to stay to get him to you know, right to whatever. get him to stay because abandonment is the key here you know n- none of us want to be abandoned and that is she um you know her 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 wound her childhood wound is abandonment by the dad and um i told her i said look this isn't crazy it is as real the, the reason that you feel this way is because you are triggered back to that little girl that her dad's leaving and you have to honor that and treat because yourself you go as in, if you go into full panic mode you it is happening right now to you so but you have to like be kind of be two people too so like and this is what i learned from iris is that like when those panic situations would come up for me i would go back into the scene using emdr and i could do it to myself and go like okay look you know i'm the mom now i'm the parent i'm gonna take care of you you don't have to do this and you have to use words that bring comfort to you like that you know that just say look you're a little girl you don't have to do this i'm gonna do it you know you're not the one i always tell you know i've had sponsors i go like you're sending in that little girl to do you know your work you can't do that you have to send in the adult you have to take care of that little girl you have to talk to her and the adult needs to hear you say it and the little girl inside of you needs to hear you say it yeah and um you know if you i i mean i'm not a therapist and mj's not um i have helped women like get into that state and go into the scene and get calm enough to because i do think that like if you can get into this place where you see that little person the little you you pick her up you hold her if you can close your eyes and hold her and rock her and just tell her look it's okay i got this i'm an adult and i'm going to take care of you i'm the dad now your dad is gone i'm the dad now i'm your parent i'm going to take care of you i know what to do i had to use those uh, you know I know what to do. I know how to do this. You are not the one in charge. I am. I'm the mom. I'm the I'm the adult. And I like this one exercise that I learned in Women Within where it was like if I know I've got to go in and have a difficult conversation with someone, like maybe a boss, maybe I'm getting reprimanded or maybe I'm going in and asking for a raise or whatever, you know, something where we really need to be absolutely in our strongest and, mo- and our best self, our strongest functional adult, but the the you know inner little girl me is panicking. What if ah, la, 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 you know? Then I can say, okay, sweetheart, I'm going to sit you out here, and I'm going to give you some virtual coloring books, or you know, here's a little stuffed animal. I'm going to put you on a blanket. I'm going to put you on the couch. We're going to put on some cartoons, and I want you to stay there. While I go in and do this little, this work. So a calming sort of visual that I can say to that little girl, you know, you don't have to go in there with me. I'm going to be okay. But honoring that panic, honoring that, you know, uh, fear that something's going to go wrong. And I love that yeah. phrase, you know, don't let your little girl drive the bus because she'll drive it off a fucking cliff, man. 
She doesn't know how to drive. She doesn't know how to drive, man. You know, you don't want to give her the keys. Like, no. And I do love that. I just, I think that, you know, as a sponsor, um, I that is probably my greatest gift is to be able to go like, look, you know, it, it honor that fear and this feeling that you're going through because it's real. Right. It's, it feels as real to you as if you were however old you were when he was walking out the door. Yeah. And that's what's going on. And it isn't about this current person. No. It's about the it's about the inner child and the parent. So I recommend everybody who is in recovery of whatever whatever flavor of recovery that if you're newly in there if at all possible, get into therapy at the same time. It will just level you up quicker. Not to say that people in recovery can't make those changes and can't do that work too in different ways, but all I know is that, you know, my experience was that I felt like, you know, I had to do some healing. Now, my therapist, you know, I used to go in, I used to say, I feel so broken. He goes, you're not broken. You're just operating under you know a different program it's like your programming is incorrect and so it's not anything about being broken we're just trying to live in the world the best way we know how so it's like you know he's there to like give me new programming give me a new script to follow and I really enjoyed that being an actor so it was really um, a combination of both I felt like if I didn't because he was really recommending SLAA he was recommending me do women within work. He was recommending me going to do therapy. Uh, you know, at that time I was also very avid into yoga. I was super slender and doing yoga almost five times a week. It was just like I needed that body mind integration. So, you know, doing the inner child work, doing the EMDR, doing the regular therapy, the cognitive therapy with Patrick. And then, you know, going to SLAA meetings as much as I could in my AA, I mean, was just a recipe for success. And I, and I talked to a lot of people that, you know, they might have been sober in SLAA for a period of time, but they're not making those headways. And I'm like, are, are you seeing a therapist? Right. Yes. You don't, I do. I agree with you 100%. And I, you know, I, I think that that relationship with the therapist has to be um premier it has to be um you gotta trust completely so that you can sit i noticed i had a therapist when i first started um working slaa and i was sitting up in there editing you know i was like i'm not telling her that (laughs) yeah 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 right oh my god because she was like um she was always defending my mom you know and when I found Iris, it was like, you know, it just, it, it was just like a completely different thing, you know. And was she trained by PM Melody? Was she doing the PM Melody work? Do you know where she got her training from? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. But it was EMDR work. I mean, every time, that's what I, that was, well, let's go there. That's what that meant, that yeah. she was going to start doing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, um. I, I do want to, you can have mild um, triggers, too, of the inner child. Um, you know, if you're, if you're having a, 
a reaction to a situation that warrants a one or a two on a scale of one to 10, that warrants a, you know, let's say that you're on the freeway and you're getting, you just got cut off. Okay. That warrants a one or a two. All right, jerk, you know, and you're screaming at the top of your lungs and, and shooting birds over and, and pulling yeah, guns and out. Like, yeah. Following him and, you can feel the rage that's probably an inappropriate response (laughs) you know because it's like an eight or a nine you know and you do not need to respond that way to somebody cutting you off but it's something that it will show you where the inner child is you know Mm -hmm. and where it where it resides will also help you find out how old that little child is and what the work is that you need to do and Um, i want to and I loved, okay. how, I loved how when you, you know, asked your, uh, you know, your sponsee how old you were, they immediately knew the answer. They do. We know the answer. Yes, we it's do. like, I'm three, we I'm do. little, I'm little. That right away, you yeah. know. And I can almost guess, too. Like, I'm like, it sounds like you're about eight, yeah. you know. Or, you can... or you're a teenager, you know. When, when I'm thinking, like, crazy things or somebody else is like, you know what? I'm going to go over to her house and I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. I'm like, oh, really? How old do you think you are? Maybe 14, 15? That's such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Put your little purse on your arm and walk right over there and give them a piece of your mind. Well, I And I will tell you, you know, some stuff that's going on for me right now is, um, it is teenage stuff. It's um, like middle school, um, maybe even preteen, that a lot of the relationship work that I have to do right now, um, you know, I feel like it does. It's, it, it's, you know, 12, 13 years old. That's what it feels like. And it's very challenging to be, you know, an adult in this body and having to feel with, like, I'm, you know, I'm shut out, you know, like, I'm, I'm not part of the clique. <laughs> but it, 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 the recovery has taught me, you know, that, that part of my recovery, that work with Iris has taught me, like, that I have a part in that. And it, the, the hurt and the wound is real, okay? But I, you know, there's a way for me to heal that, you know, and there's a way out of it for me. And yeah. that's what I really want. You know, it's like I said in the very beginning, like talking about that workshop with Kara Weed, where's the freaking book? That's what I want. Yeah. Just show me the instructions, you know, yeah. where's the list of things to do? I'll follow it to the T. <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, that's the big conundrum is that even though we might have the work or the book or, you know, the therapist it's that these uh, behaviors are so ingrained that the retraining is going to take me the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's not just about like I'm willing to do it, which I think is important, but you know, doing it consistently. And you know, I was speaking to someone that was really triggering me uh, from New York, and uh, this person, you know, was going off on a tangent and. I just got really, really quiet because I felt like she was trying to make me wrong. And I was like, you know, evaluating what I had done. If it, and I'd made an announcement on Facebook about somebody, which, you know, she, and it, and it was private. It was to a private group. And, uh, this person was like, no, no, you should never have done that. And I was like, shame on you. Shame on you. What are you doing? And like, she was, you know, questioning my, uh, my decision-making skills, like how could I think that that was a good idea? 
And so she was saying all this stuff in me. And so it was like this simultaneous thing. There's this one thought over here going, oh my God, she's right. What have I done? I'm a, I, I've made a horrible, horrible mistake. And then this other woman was like, no, no, I asked permission. I was granted permission. I gave this to my, my group because I asked, can I tell my group this? And they said, yes. And I did, and it was okay. And so I was like, no, no, it's fine. And then the other one was like, oh my God. And so I just got really, really quiet because I was, I was honoring this kind of struggle that went on. And this person was like saying, you've gotten really quiet. I guess that, you know, my New York Italian has really upset you. And I said, um, I just said, um, I went, um, and she goes, that's just how we, you know, New York Italians are. And I was like, I said, yeah, I'm kind of Southern, and I just, you know, I don't like to, like, have conflict, so I'm just not saying anything. And she kind of really kind of talked her way around her whole issue and came back to, well, maybe it's good that you've said this because now I can tell my group. And it was so interesting, and that's when I was able to suss out that her response, I, I, I said, listen, I said, nobody, everybody wants to do the right thing. Everybody wants to be appropriate with this announcement. And I said, you know, no one's going to fault you for you saying something. I'm like, nobody's going to be like, get out. I'm not going to be your friend anymore. We're all trying to just do the best we can. And I was able to observe that in terms of my reaction. So, you know, I still, those things still come up for me and I still get triggered or, you know, I still have that other voice still alive and well in my head, but I have this even keel about myself where I can like, wait a second. Wait a second. Here's the truth. So I just have to remember that. This is thank God for long-term sobriety. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because if you don't maintain it, you know, then, I, I mean, if I didn't maintain my sobriety, I would have, you know. Well, and like, you know, Lynette was on our podcast last week, and she was talking about that that's her goal is to have an appropriate response to it. The appropriate stimulus is like her life goal, and I love that. Right, that's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. She was great, by the way. I really enjoyed her. I enjoyed her too. She's so funny, and she's got an amazing story, and uh, she's just really an example of really how to live a recovered life. So, if uh, I, wanted, I wanted to share something else, like because you you touched on it, is um, one of the other tools that I use is like, okay, so how old do you feel? What does that 12 year old little girl need? What, you know, what would you do? What would you do with a 12 year old if you had one right there that was upset, you know? And maybe it's a, maybe, you know, if she's hungry, go get French fries then. You know, you don't have to eat healthy all the time. Like maybe she needs a milkshake with her dinner, you know? Maybe, you know, a, a, a bath, you know, and, and you can do these things for yourself and calm the little girl inside of you. Yeah. It still works. It's usually for me. I need to put you to bed. <laughs> and, it, and that may be like, you, you know, go to bed or, you know, I love what you said about sit here and watch a movie. I used to, I mean, my daughter has a library of Disney movies and they soothe her and comfort her. And that's how she falls asleep, you know? And so it's like if that, I mean, there's Disney movies that I enjoy watching, you know? I, and I told this Fonsi last night, one day I watched the same movie six times in a row. 
And I just kept, I got to the end of it and I said, I want to see it again. And it soothed me. Yeah. Yeah. It made me feel better. And so if that's what you need to do, then you do that. If you need to do eight yoga classes in a row, then do that. If you need, you know, to eat, act out eating, then do that. You, it is better than doing the acting out. Right. I used to have a therapist that used to say, listen, you know, because when I first got sober, it was, it was for AA and I wanted to quit sugar and salt and smoking cigarettes and drinking. He was like, let's just do one. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do one. We'll work on those others next time. Let's just do one. But I, but I love that idea of self-soothing as well, because I think that that's part of that inner child work is to, you know, do those comfort things, whether it's, you know, holding yourself or rubbing yourself and, and, I, and I've been okay the last, you know, two weeks, but before that, probably about a month ago when I was having really bad insomnia, I did that. I just stroked myself and say, sweetie, we're going to make it through this. This is just a rough patch right now. We're all going to be okay. You know, you're doing what you need to do. And I just like was soothing, you know, rubbing myself and just soothing myself through it. And then I was like, okay, what do we need to do? You know, I needed to turn on the air because it was stuffy. I needed to change clothes because I wasn't comfortable. I needed to take some Tylenol because my back hurt. You know, it was like I, I was able to get into the next right thing because I was able to do that little bit of soothing because, you know, I was really, you know, struggling at that moment because I had bad insomnia. So I think... So I just, I just want to encourage you, listener, to... Um, you know, I get that it's woo-woo, you know, the whole inner child. I, I rolled my eyes at it when I first started doing it, but it is effective. And I know that there's a little girl inside of me, and um, I've learned how to take care of her, how to talk to her, how to soothe her, calm her. Um, and make her not feel like she's got to go handle adult situations, that I will do that. And um, if you can find a therapist that does EMDR and that will help you through that, all the better. But there is uh, the drama of the gifted child, Alice someone, I can't remember the last name. Patrick Carnes also was a good writer on all the stuff as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you so, guys. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. I love you, and I'm so glad you. to see you. I'll miss you. the meeting tonight. Tell yeah. everybody I said hello. I will indeed, and uh, have a good meeting for your stuff, right. too. Thank you. Okay, bye. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.